Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bucks UK podcast, episode 73. Uh, I'm Alex. Thank you for joining me. I've got Dom, Pete and Graham as well. Hello, gents. How are you all doing? Good evening. Good to see you three, especially as we are here to discuss the Buccaneers week two victory against the Saints in New Orleans. We finally got that monkey off our back. Let's dive right into it. Let's discuss this game. Graham, give us your uh, initial thoughts on that system of football. Um, yeah, I can't say it was perfect, probably far short of perfect as an overall performance, but a lot of really good points <clears throat> coming out of it, especially defensively. Um, offensively, I think Tom Brady's face by the end of the game and his interviews after the match told, told you everything you want to know about it. Uh, dropped far too many passes, didn't get open often enough in the passing game, running game never really got going. But, you know, at the end of the day, as you said, it's a big monkey off the back. It's a great win to get and 2 no start for the season. You're not going to hear me complaining about that. Absolutely, completely agree there. And Dom, obviously, you know, we will go into into the offence in more detail shortly, but um, there were certainly frustrations that we saw generally in the game, uh, particularly as the poor surface tablet again felt Tom Brady's path. Yeah, well, Brady was it was very annoyed all through the game, like uh, Graham was saying, and it was the drop passes, wasn't it? It was the drop. Scotty Miller, when he dropped, he, I mean, it wasn't really his fault, he slipped. But they zoomed in on Brady afterwards and he was absolutely fuming. And I think that might be, I might be jumping out of here, that might be why we're getting Beasley now because it was either get Beasley or buy another box full of bloody tablets because he's just going to keep smashing them over and over again. He was absolutely fuming. <laughs> but a win's a win. But, but overall, Dom, happy to see us come away with a victory. Oh, delighted. I mean... I was delighted when I turned it on and I didn't have to see Sean Payton's face. That was fantastic, the Giants. Oh, (laughs) detest him. Also, it's great when you saw the crowd, which never used to happen. There's Bucks fans everywhere now, all around the crowd. It was great. Fantastic. I just loved it. The game, terrible for the first half, wasn't it? But after that, we found a way to win. And that's what good teams do. And bad teams don't. As Dom said there, we found a way to win. That's the main thing, wasn't it, on Sunday? Yeah, definitely. We struggled to sort of seem to really get into a rhythm on offence. And like like I've said, drop passes. If you can't make it a first down with the run, which we didn't seem to, to do in, in all of the runs, and we couldn't really seem to get the uh, the throwing game really to, to take off. You, you're going to keep struggling, so we've, we've got to find a way. But... If we get Beasley in, maybe it's going to change something. I hope that his attitude's a bit different from, you know, how we've heard he can be. But it's another veteran into the uh, into the system, which could be good. So let's uh, have a offense in more detail, gents. Uh, so Dom, very very slow start uh, to begin with. Took a lot that first half. Really struggled to get going. Well, it did, and it didn't. I mean, we had. We had drives of 50 and 68 yards and Brady messed up with his hand or something. I don't know what happened with that snap. We were right there, weren't we, in the red zone? And then 68 yards up the other end and another fumble. I can't remember what happened there. But 
so we were doing okay. Normally, you know, we could easily kick two field goals or even more, but it was, I know what you mean, it was very stop-starty, but we hadn't got Jones Smith, Godwin at the first half, and then Evans after that as well. Plus, we keep persisting with up the gut, don't we? I mean, <laughs> unless we've got... Uh, I've got a shirt here, actually. Unless we got oh, this, oh. man. AJ. <laughs> if we got him, then give it him. Yes. <laughs> get out the gut. Well, it just doesn't work. And I'll tell you another thing that oh I don't say. Another thing that winds me up, I'll say, is that lateral pass. When we're like third and eight or even second and what he throws that lateral, they're on them straight away. That winds me up as much as up the gut. But yeah, very stuttering, mate. But it's I so mean, telegraphed that pass. Yeah, it is. Everything runs a forward and they seem to stop and then that bloke's just standing off to one side and that little dump off pass. And you think you've been watching it all day long that they're gonna be straight on him. He's got he's got no chance to get any momentum going forward because he's in line with Brady. It's never gonna work. It's never gonna work. And if one defender don't get him, the next one will because they're just lined up, they're ready for it every yeah. time. Yeah. Is it do you think it's uh Pete, do you think sort of you know, last season uh, a complaint of about the offense was uh, that it was just very one-dimensional. There wasn't a lot of uh, disguise, wasn't a lot of trick plays. Uh, do you think we're potentially seeing the same issue again this year? It feels like it. With the way that we were running the ball, that constant up the gut, and it just felt like everything <laughs> was the same as, as we've seen over and over. But I don't know whether that just comes down to who we've got on the field. Maybe they couldn't call certain plays because without Godwin over the, you know, over the middle that we've seen into that space, you haven't got that reliable... With Gronk not there, we haven't got that reliable. I mean, I think it's really bad that we've got two rookie tight ends and we're basically using them as O-linemen majority of the time. I don't I don't even know if either of them caught a catch or even went you know, forward to cap, to make a catch because we seem to be just having them on the field to act as extra O-linemen, which is concerning, in, in, for, I feel, to, to, have, to be having to play them that way. I know we've got Wait. a lot of... Yeah, about about to say, yeah, I think you're about to say the same thing as me, Pete. But I think you're the same thing as me, Pete. But isn't that uh, isn't that needed? Given that our O line is in, in it's weakened, you know, we've lost some big players from that O line. Yeah, we have. But I think um, Brandon Walton came on and he seemed to hold his own against Cam Jordan. And we have got still got some solid players in there with Worths and and people like that. You have got some reliability, so even if one of those new rookie tight ends dropped off to make a short yard catch, at least it's using them for what they're meant to be used for. But the whole time we're having to play with just basically two extra linemen all the time, it feels like we're, you're, you're not going to stretch their receivers at their corners or anything if you're not having extra receivers running forward to, to try and catch the ball. And no Cambrai either. He's just gone missing, hasn't he? I don't understand it. He's trying to... He's so reliable. But just catching them, just them short passes. I mean, he's no Gronk, but you just won't use him. Can't stand it. I mean, sorry, Graham, I will come to you in a minute, but Dom, I just want to stick with what you said about Cam Bate there. Do you think there's a, a you know, Tom Brady used the players that he trusts. Do you think he doesn't trust Cam Brady as, as much? I mean, we know how much trust he did in Gronk and it's very hard to get that same relationship. But do you think he just doesn't quite trust Cam Brady as much at the minute or are we talking about the play calling here? 
I don't know. Honestly, don't know. I'm sat on a sofa in England, and I can't wait. <laughs> I'm sure Brady knows a lot more. Just, than just after a view. Well, I'm just, well, no, I mean, as I'm watching the game, I'm talking about, you know, I'm thinking, just use Cam Brady. You know, you've got five, five yards to make. He always was real. I mean, even Winston used to find him all the time, didn't he? And he certainly is reliable, isn't he? He'll drop the odd one. But they all do. He's not a good a blocker. But catching the ball, I'd throw it to him, certainly. But he's just, you won't pick him for your fancy team, that's certain. No, I've, I've dropped him now. I did draft him, but I'm now I'm now to drop him on that one. Uh, but uh, but I just thought I'd get that in there. Yeah. Um, Graham, no offensive points scored in that first half, which I mean, uh, I'm gonna be a bit biased here. I don't think the Saints are as good as they were under Sean Payton. But there are other teams that if we're not going to score in that first half, they're going to punish us, surely. Yeah, we were still play a really top quality defence, uh, to be honest with you. So I've got to hope that, you know, it's fantastic not to have played very well in the first two games and be 2-0. That's a great start. Um, but I tend to agree with Pete. I think a lot of the became very one-dimensional. It was, it was run up the gut, run up the gut. I think as, as much as anything, it's, it's trying to protect Tom Brady. It's just taking the ball, not taking the ball out of his hands, but, but trying not to have him exposed too often during the game because of the inexperience on that offensive line. I'm, I'm absolutely sure that's what's going on. And, and tip my hat to, to Brandon Walton as well. You know, he, I think he did fantastically well and it bodes well for the future. Um, you know, when Donovan, Donovan Smith's back, when uh, Jensen's back, um, you've got to have a pretty deep set of players there in that offensive line. But um, did well pass protection with the additional help from the, the, um, the tight ends. But uh, didn't really open up any any running lanes of, of any note. Um, just just nothing seemed to get going in the in the running game. Yeah, but hopefully better this week. I, I noticed I watched the highlights of in the Green Bay game, and we'll come to that later. But uh, they gave up quite a few big running plays uh, last week, so maybe there's a bit something to play for there. Yeah, let's stick with that running game for a moment, Graham, because it was certainly much quieter. Um, for Fournette compared to week one. He, uh, against Saints, he had 24 carries and only 65 yards. Um, but that just shows the struggles, really, that, that we did have offensively, particularly in that first half. Yeah, but I think I think he was just getting enough. He was keeping the ball moving forward. There weren't many runs for a loss, so he was keeping the ball moving forward, ticking it up and, you know, and, and keeping it third and medium, third and short. And, Kept the chains moving for, as, as Dom said, I think we had two pretty long drives in the first two drives. Um, but uh, third down, just far too many runs on third down and, and, and they were just keyed in on it. And similarly, those little short passes, they knew we weren't going to go deep very often. So they, were, they, were, they knew if it was a pass play, the likelihood was it was one of those short dump-offs. So they just, you know, their defence seemed to key in on it. But again, you know, we got it done. We got the job done. So can't be too critical. Good old Perryman getting his touchdown. Absolutely. Um, but Pete, I've got to come to you for my next question or my next point, should I say? Because um, we are missing a rather big player um, for Green Bay. Uh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, you've got your hashtag <laughs> on your wall there. Of course, we we'll talk about the Green Bay game more you know, going forward. But uh, I mean, Mike Evans, uh, he. Uh, you know, he, he did what he needs to do while, while he was there, at least. Uh, he had three receptions, 61 yards. Uh, I mean, not great, but 
you know, still leading the team uh, from a wide receiver perspective. Oh, he's definitely he's a leader and a, a loyal team player all the way, and he'll do everything that he needs to do to make sure that we, you know, get the win. Which unfortunately seemed to be getting himself off the field and getting Lattimore at the same time. But he wasn't going to let, you know, what's that? He's Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? It's, you know, it's the truth. He's not going to let somebody push his quarterback around. Like, he didn't let them push Jameis around when he was with us. He's just not going to let people do that. But it's a shame. I hope that he, that the appeal goes in his favour because I feel that he's been harshly treated. I don't with, think with it will. being suspended. Uh, it probably won't because they want to. No. They want to make an example of and teach yeah. everyone that it doesn't matter yeah. who you are, you're going to not get it. But I think they should both be suspended. I don't think it should be one or the other. No. But no. We can't, we can't, can't <laughs> dwell on it for too long. <laughs> well, it was, they were right. What I'm saying, wasn't it? it was pass interference because he was, he was mm. grabbing his arm, wasn't it? Oh, like the arm three oh, times. Yeah. And the line judge is right there. And Brady's seeing yeah. that. I'm seeing that. I'm, up here shouting they can see that Brady's running down the field and so they yeah. pissed off anyway and it's easy for us to say well it'd be just stand back don't say anything let Latimer get the flag and that it's an emotional game and if you took that away from Evans he wouldn't be half the player he is see so sometimes we're going to have some terrible play uh, you know refs calls in the first half anyway for Awful. some really bad calls for the Saints yeah. they got away with so much yeah, I, I I wonder when the referees were come up in a, in a Saints game. It didn't take us take us too long to to come to come to come to the officials. There were definitely some questionable calls, but when when is there not when uh, the Bucks face the Saints? But uh, well, let's let's go in. Sorry, uh, sorry, Dom. Go on. After go on, the fight, they seemed to get a brain in their head, didn't they? After the fight <laughs> happened, they seemed yeah. to suddenly get a bit of sense. But before that, mm. the the knockout, the you mm. know, the punch out, stuff like that. You just didn't. It really didn't go away for some reason. Well, a lot of stuff was really against us. Levante David, that yeah, that one really wound me up. Because yeah. the man he caught the ball. I'm sorry, I don't know who it was, but he was falling backwards to get into to get. It was right yeah. on the line, wasn't he? He was falling back yeah. to get the first down. David slid in mm-hmm. to stop him getting the first down, and then they throw a bloody flag. It was yeah. ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, one thing they were saying on commentary about it is that I'm not trying to make excuse the officials here but how quick it happens in real time it could look something very different uh in real time not not that i'm trying to excuse the officials i agree i agree with what you're saying there dom but yeah, yeah. we could sit and complain uh, I, yeah, I but i, I get so, what you're saying i i, I get what you're saying i mean i mean I, saw, I remember a punch last season that a saints player made to one of our line uh, defensive linemen when he was on the ground i think that was missed but won't dwell on that one um so let's uh, it was, wasn't it? It was, it was Cam Jordan, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's. Let, I, t- I tell you what, let's move on to something more positive and discuss this incredible defense that turned up la- uh, on Sunday. Which, my goodness, was it good to watch? Um, ah, uh, I mean, Pete, you know, Jameis throwing interceptions galore. It was lovely to see it not happening when he's throwing for us. Pick sixes, sacks. It had we defensively, we were quite simply phenomenal. Yeah, Dean Zini! <laughs> the interception it was just amazing, and it's just what we've been. It's what we've known our defense can do when they when they force somebody like Jameis out of the pocket, force him into Superman mode, as we saw him do so many times for us. You know that he's going to put the ball exactly where we want it, exactly where we need it, and we're just going to pick it off. 
I think Jamal Dean was was you can see why they're starting him over Murphy Bunting because he seems to have come on so much from from how he was. He seems to really have fallen into this into such a good player. And you know, people are saying that we might end up losing him for you know next year because we won't, he's going to push his price up to the point of where we won't be able to keep him, which would be a shame if we brought him on this much. But yeah, he, the cornerbacks were, were awesome. Davis against Latin, uh, against Thomas, he seemed to really have his number so many times. Devin White, good old 45. He was just the energy. He loves playing against the Saints. Absolutely loves playing against the Saints. And he, he, that energy he was bringing through the field was just, yeah, everyone was on fire. Even with Hicks going down, you, you didn't even really notice that he was missing. Uh, and that's, that's Graham, let's just discuss uh, Devin White in a little bit more detail. Um, I mean, what a player he's turned into over the past few seasons while he's been, uh, you know, under Todd Bowles, uh, when Todd Bowles was defensive coordinator. Todd Bowles obviously becoming head coach. It almost looks as though that's given Devin White another fire in his belly. He's just outstanding, isn't he? What a player. He's an absolute animal. And, and I think um, that the, 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 the schemes that have been developed and the blitz packages and whatnot to, to bring out the best in Devin White are evident. I mean, not only the there's three sacks he's got this season already, but he's, he's all over the place. He's, he's all over the ball. Wherever the ball is, number 45 is right, right around about every single play. He's been absolute top notch. I did notice a couple of things. Um, Devin White, Levante David and the four defensive backs all played every single snap defensively last night or the other night, and, and I think that makes a huge difference when you get consistency like that. The guys understand each other. Each knows exactly where the other is, what they're doing. You know, I, I think that that really helps to get the to get the kind of consistent performances. And if I can bore you with this one, if you'll, you'll bear with me on this one, this is how good the defence was, right? The following offensive series, the, the, what happened in each of the offensive series after the first New Orleans Saints offensive series, it went as follows. Punt, 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 fumble, interception, 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 touchdown, fumble, and turned over and downs. Now that is impressive. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. That's a brilliant bit of information you got there. I didn't even oh, think wait. to look at that. I, I, that is, oh, absolutely, yeah. You know what? We'll just turn our screens off, Graham. You just carry on. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, I think you've got this. We'll, we'll shut up for the rest of it. Um, now, <laughs> Tom, I don't know if you saw uh, any of the player interviews after the game. But both Devin White and Levante David spoke to the press, and they said about how knowing Jameis and knowing what he's capable of in terms of panicking and throwing interceptions. That that it was a patient display from the defence and they were just waiting for that moment to force him into the errors. Knowing the quarterback you're playing obviously makes a huge difference and it clearly worked on Sunday. Yeah, well, it, we've seen it, haven't we? We've seen it over the years and that's that's where they'd miss Sean Payton, I think, because Payton last year, before Winston got injured, it was all short passes. He wouldn't have him throwing downfield, was he? Of course, you get the lead against him and he's forced to throw downfield. He was unlucky with a couple of them. But the books knew. We know, don't we, what happened. And when he went to Tottenham and watched that <laughs> game, oh. when he was just hurling it. Don't, remember, don't, don't remind us, Tom. Don't know. remind he's us. Just terrible. Oh. And he, he's going to do that. Jameis is going to do that. You've, all, you're always, you've always got a chance against him. And I loved it that 
they brought that up against Jameis. Because, again, I'll try not to... I won't. <laughs> when he's there, delight in his W's and all that, isn't he? Behind, when uh, Drew Brees was being interviewed, when they hammered us, it all comes back. It all comes back. And he's not he's not good enough to do that. And I, too, he's... got an interesting fact, Mike Gray. Oh, God, then do- let's hear it. Go on, let's go. It's let's not as good, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was the 2019 draft. Jason Light, tip if I got me at Mike Edwards, Jamel Dean, Devon White, Sean Murphy Bunting, also Anthony Nelson, Scotty Miller, and Matt Gay won a Super Bowl. He didn't, not for us, unfortunately. But like Pete was saying, I mean, contract wise, we're going to have to, we've put what? <laughs> Edwards, Dean White, Murphy Bunting. And Nelson and Miller, what a what a draft that was, yeah. and they're all just superb. Loved it. It's loved it. It's, inc- it's incredible to talk about them in that way, actually, because I think that to I think it was it, it must have been their first season, particularly the the uh, defensive backs. And I, I remember us on these podcasts saying they're just not ready. We were giving up so many deep balls, and now look at them, absolutely brilliant, and. And that is, I think, highlighted by, I mean, a wonderful pick six. You know, that just topped it all off, didn't it? The, uh, it was Mike Edwards, if I remember Edwards, correctly, yeah. with uh, a, a, bullhorn. a brilliant pick six. Oh, he's a great player, Edwards, isn't he? He's great. Oh. There's, a, there's a video tonight I saw where it, it was mic'd up saying he's got the top five hands. He's catching the ball with one hand. <laughs> he's just a fantastic player. Fantastic, and when he get when he picks it, it's a, it goes all the way, doesn't it? That's what he does. Pick six. I, it, yeah. It, I, I, as we said before, it was just lovely to see um, our defense, you know, intercepting Jameis rather than an opposition defense intercepting Jameis for us. It was, it was lovely to watch. It, 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 lovely to watch. Like Jameis, nice guy, but lovely to watch from a Bucks perspective. Um, so let's move on and discuss a special teams to finish off. Uh, I think there's going to be a really nice special teams conversation, actually, which is going to be great. Um, so, uh, I mean, uh, Graham, any, any, uh, any points? Stand- I mean, we, we have a punter, by the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, when I was down at Leeds with uh, the guys in the room and I looked over a couple of times at Kieran and he was smiling. Wow. <laughs> he did. He definitely smiled. But, uh, yeah, it's still parts of it are pretty vanilla, but, I mean, still, but... Uh, Punting looks great. Coverage looks tremendous the, on, on the kicks and punts. We were getting downfield and stopping them really deep. So uh, it all helps. That helps, obviously, field position, um, which is a great thing to, to have. Um, uh, kicking, I think, suck up so far so good. Uh, there was one miss still other night there, but he's been pretty solid so far. I'm not going to complain about anything. I know we don't still don't look like we have anything going in our own return game and kick-off returns or punt returns, but just, just hold on to the ball, you know, move it back 10 yards or whatever if you can and uh, get Tom Brady back on the field. I'm, I'm quite happy. I think uh, so far so good. The, the young guys are getting, uh, the rookies are getting a lot of time on the field playing special teams, which which is going to help them in the, the long term, uh, getting some game speed experience. So uh, I think it's all, it's, it's okay. It's fine. I'm happy. Happier than Kieran. <laughs> as long as Kieran's happy when it comes to special teams I think that's all we really care about here on Bunch, the Bunch yeah, UK podcast um, so let's round off um, our 
review of the game by uh, discussing our magic wands going forward. Uh, so, uh, Pete, uh, if there's one thing you could change immediately going to Green Bay, what would you like to see? I just want to see Lenny break one off and just take it home from from anywhere. It's just getting that run game sorted and actually getting some traction on it. You know, like like Graham saying, we were chipping away at it, but I want to see some some heavier heavier yardage on the run game. That's what that's what I'd use my magic wand on. And Dom, injuries for me. Just that'll be the magic wand. Start waving it now. Just get get some help for Brady. Love you, Leo Jones, back, certainly. I don't think we'll see Godwin. And Smith would be big if we can get him. But, um, yeah, just the injuries. Let's get a full team and they won't live with us. But they're saying Gage is not playing at 100% because he might have this hamstring problem. So, hopefully, if he can get healthy, we can start to, you know, scheme him in a bit better and offer some some more help up. Because we we went and got him for a reason, yet we're not... We're okay with bringing in Beasley, but... Surely, Gage, we spent a lot of money. He should be being used more and in being better. So hopefully, he can get to 100% and, and actually start to be profitable. Yeah. And, of course, we don't want Goblin rushed back either because he's, no. he's healing from a hamstring injury as well. We know how easily they can be aggravated. So, we, we don't want that one rushed back either. Uh, and, Graham, what about you for your magic wand? Uh, mine's an either or. Either the free Mike Evans, hashtag free Mike Evans campaign works <laughs> and, it, and it, gets the, it gets the suspension overturned or... Godwin Jones makes some kind of miraculous recovery and are 100% fit. I think we need to help for Brady. Hey, I'm going to be boring because my Dom, mine's exactly the same as yours. Just no more injuries. We want to keep our players fit. Uh, we just don't want any more and no, and no more suspensions. I know it's only one, but we just don't don't want. I don't want anything that's going to affect this team in terms of personnel anymore. So uh, that's what I'd like to see there as well. So you've heard from our esteemed panel on how they thought the game went, but now we want to hear, we're going to show you some of our member views on how they thought the game went on Sunday. Um, so Graham, you were at Leeds, weren't you? Yeah, for my sins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was led astray in Leeds. So as you've got a quote from Marianne about Leeds, uh, are you happy just to share how the evening went as well and, and what it was like as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. All right, I'll lead into that. Okay. Uh, so let's hear from a few of our members on their thoughts of the game. Uh, yeah, begin with, uh, well, at least if the Jaeger bombs are dependent on a scoring, the guys in Leeds will be staying sober. That's a very interesting story going back to last season when we had our watch party in Leeds, where there was an awful lot of alcohol consumed for every time the butt scored. And I think it ended up people having a very fun time, to say the least. Uh, Graham, you were at our Leeds watch party. How was it? it looked, from from social media, it looked like everyone was having a fantastic time. Yeah, it was, it was a bit uh, a bit calm in the first half. Uh, I think uh, feeding off the, the atmosphere in the game. But uh, once things got going in the second half, glad to say the Jaeger bombs were broken out. Um, <laughs> but touchdown time, and of course we were uh, rowing the boat when the interceptions were uh, were in play as well. So yeah, it was a great night. Good to see a lot of guys there, people I hadn't met before, and. A lot of old faces, um, a new retired uh, members club started up. <laughs> so, but really good, really enjoyable. Um, need to need to organise one for Edinburgh now. I think definitely, definitely. Get you guys up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. do it. 
fantastic. And we do have two more watch parties coming up in London and Birmingham. So to our members, if you've not yet purchased your tickets, visit the forum. All the details on how to purchase your tickets for the London and Birmingham watch parties are on there. And then we've got Andy and Stuart. I had to get some comments in here about Jameis and how nice it was to experience uh, him throwing interceptions to us rather than the other way. Uh, Andy Harwood, pick six. Yes, you beauties. And Stuart Hill, yes, that's the Jameis I know and now love. So definitely a different feeling towards Jameis compared to when he had a much jersey on. <laughs> Uh, Tom, despite the offense struggling, the strength of this D is going to be such a difference maker this season. And finally, Wayne, well, that was another nail-chewing game. Well, until that ball. Long may the wins continue. We now come to the part of the show where I've got to do all the usual thank you and reminders. So first of all, big thanks to Butch Report for helping us to promote our podcast. Please make sure you go and check them out in the link below the video. Uh, make sure you hit like on this as well, subscribe and hit that bell so you're notified every time we are upload. Of course, we're on social media too. Make sure you go and follow us on Twitter, Instagram and give us a like on Facebook. And of course, we're on TikTok. Yet to really post on there, but we're still working out. So please go and give us a follow on there. We'll get there with that one eventually. And if you're not a member of Bucks UK and you are a Bucks fan living in the United Kingdom, visit our website www.bucksuk.org and all the information on joining is on there. Right, gentlemen, it's time to move on to our preview for week three against Green Bay. A very exciting game coming up. A big game, of course. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's go straight into this one. Um, so, Dom, uh, what's your keys to the game against Green Bay? Honestly, I don't I don't think we'll have any trouble stopping the run. I know he's a good player, Jones, but I, do, I really don't. I think I'd be... The key to the game for me would be Devin White because I think he's just going to be in their face all the time. Um, I, I, I can't see a problem. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I, the, the bloke is a magician, but I think Graham was saying it earlier, I think he was saying about um, when he's throwing to his wide receivers, he's not got the wide receivers he's, he had last year, has he? And we're not going to have a problem. It's going to, I think RD will nullify them and we're going to be okay. And hopefully, if we get some of the wide receivers back or users Cambray, we'll be okay. <laughs> and when we'll run against, there's no... Lenny, I saw Lenny posted an apology to his fantasy football followers saying the touchdowns are coming and I think they'll come on Sunday. I think it's going to be a great Sunday night for us. I won't say the score yet, but honestly, I think we'll make them grovel. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can quote me. We will quite, quite, I, 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 Dom, I've got your Twitter name as well. Yes, so I can send, I can send that out. I put will, it out there. I will put yeah, it out there. <laughs> send it to Wisconsin. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, I'll tweet the I'll tweet the UK Packers for you as well and make sure that they can see it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Dom did say it. What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Graham, what about you? What's your keys to the game on Sunday? Yeah, similarly, I think it, it gets a bit boring, but if you stop the run, you know, um, set the hounds loose on Aaron Rodgers, I think we'll get to them. I think we did that last season, or two seasons ago, we played them twice, we got to them. And I think that's going to be the key for us. I'd like to think it's just as easy as that. I think offensively, we really do need to spark a fire 
under the offence. Um, guys need to execute. I think that was Brady's comment. Guys just need to execute. And that's really where we are offensively. Maybe uh, maybe the, 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 the offensive coordinator, the game plan, maybe opens up a little bit. Maybe they, you know, they've got to trust Brady throwing the ball and trust the offensive line to protect them. Maybe see how it goes for a while. But uh, defensive line, going to stop the run. And I think we'll take it from there. Absolutely. I think very, very good points made there, Graham. Um, Pete, your key to the game as well? Yeah, it's, it's also the same thing. I think JTS will be, be the one to go off in this game. He's always just that. He's a bit like Shaq was the other year, of almost just being that little bit. He's always one hand out and he's just skimming the, the quarterback. So I think, yeah, this one, the, the watching the Bears game against the Packers, it didn't look like the O-line for the Packers is all of that. So I think we'll be easy with you know, Peter and people like that, we'd be easy to to make gaps and JTS is just going to be straight through there and all over Rogers. Yeah, that's that's my key to the game is basically just smothering him. They're, they're up to go to the run game, but like you say, they've only got, to only have Jones and Watkins as your two people, you've got to be, Aaron Rodgers is going to rely on a lot of other people to step up to try and really give them something to make a game of this. Now, I, I agree with all three of you said, but I want to throw something else out there as well. And, um, because one thing, of course, I haven't really mentioned is that this is our first home game of the season. But not, not only is it, have we got home field advantage for the, uh, this, this week, we've also got a bigger stadium. There's going to be more fans in there. Um, so my key to the game, I think, will be our, our fans, the Buccaneer fans as well. The fact we've got, is it an extra three to five thousand I can't remember the exact number um, because uh, I believe they make they've made the bleachers on oh one of the end zones can't remember which one uh, uh permanent for for this season anyway um so uh, for me the fact that we've got even more fans in the game back in the team and hopefully being even an elder I think will be a massive massive thing uh for the players and the coaching staff down on the sideline so as I say I agree with what you guys said on the field but I think off the field will be as important in helping the team get the victory too. Uh, so let's round this final bit off with our score predictions, as we always do. Uh, so, Pete, how do you see this one going? I'm going to go 38-23 to the, to the Bucks. I think that they, they, we'll probably end up making some easy mistakes. You know what Rogers is like? He can, like uh, Dom said, he's a bit of a magician. He can find, you know, he run four steps and still manage to find that little thread the needle and so yeah we give up some but yeah that's, that's how I'm seeing it Lenny will get the majority of our touchdowns I think his fancy owners will be very happy if that happens after the last two weeks uh, Dom what about you 35-17 and like Pete said I think Lenny's going to light it up I don't think they're going to be able to stop him they'll just keep feeding him the ball and he's going to go in trust me I'm never wrong. <laughs> I trust you, Dom. I trust you. Right. Thank you. Oh, Dom, your Twitter's going to blow up at some point <laughs> over the next weekend. And last but not least, Graham, what about... Oh, not last but not least, because I've got to do it in the moment, but Graham, what about you? What about you? I'm, I'm going 27-20 bucks, and I think that probably 10 of their points are in garbage time at the end of the game. Oh, well. I, think, I think we can... I think we can keep them quiet. I think we'll win the game. Uh, mine, I'm sort of around the same guy, uh, same area as you guys. I am going 31. Uh, oh, no, I'm changing my mind last minute. No, I'm going to do it a bit. I'm going to go 
Oh, God, no. I, I, I did yeah. have... Go on, Alex. Go on. Well, did you have... I'm, I'm going to show you my 31-17. To the bucket. Yeah, I've I've I, I given I've given Green Bay a few that I had Green Bay scoring a bit more, but no, I think you know what we said about uh, the wide receiving core of of the Packers. Yes, they've got a deadly running back, but we know how good our defense is on the ground. So I've got a feeling that we are going to hopefully keep Rogers quiet and uh, and the rest of the offense quiet, and D are going to have a big big game again and come through and give us that win. Well done, Alex. See, it feels good that one. It, it, it does. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna play devil's advocate again, but no. I thought, oh wait, I'll, I'll, no. uh, I'll, I'll leave that with Kieran. Kieran can be the bad cop host. I'll be the yes. good cop host. We, we, yeah, we'll we'll convert that way. Yeah. Just need to trust. Just, just need to trust Domo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's all you got to do. Right, Dom, I want that on your back. I want that on your background on the next podcast. I want you to say, no problem, trust mate. Dom. Okay. Trust Dom. Trust Dom. Yeah. <laughs> trust what do you mean? Hashtag. Yeah. Pete's got hashtag free my evidence. You need to have hashtag trust Dom. That's, oh, that's, well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Dom, Pete, Graham, thank you ever so much for joining me for this. It's been great fun as always. Thank you, gents. Cheers, buddy. Oh, Cheers. Cheers. Go box. And thanks to you guys for watching as well. We will be back next week for our next episode where we review the Green Bay game and then look ahead to week four. But until then, have a good week. Stay safe. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. I wonder if we can actually call this episode Fuck the Saints. But, I think uh, it's only, yes. only fitting. That, that'd be enough. <laughs>